We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. Voter fraud, voter fraud. We have put together voter fraud. We have put together voter fraud. Voter fraud, voter fraud. The most extensive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. back to the prepared mind channel folks where we're going to talk about shit hitting the fan where we're going to talk about politics military economics everything why can i say we'll talk about everything not only does my material have that in it you guys get the second half of the hour with the q and a that means you get to ask the questions you get to direct the show and if you're on the preparedmind.club live or subscribestar.com guess what you get to join us live, just us, this, this neat little group, just what, several hundreds of us, but only a few ask questions because we're all thinking a lot of the same things, but you get a chance to talk about anything you want. So get your questions into Jolene and let's get into it. Where do we want to start? Yes, we have many horses, asses in Washington, D.C., and indeed in government, bureaucracy, and business, as well as media around the world. But the one, the big winner, is still got to be President Xi Biden. Folks, this guy, he has had, I don't know, how many decades? 40, almost 50 years of political experience, and he still hasn't figured out how to appear presidential. Unbelievable, folks. Is this a clown show? Is this preschool or is this the White House? Right. Joe Biden shows up on green screens during a virtual meeting, but he can't hear anybody. It's a clown show, a clown show. This is the leader of the free world, the most powerful, wealthy nation ever, the United States government has all the resources at its fingertips, at its command, and they can't set up a freaking Zoom meeting? Yeah, folks, it's embarrassing. But it's also indicative of the competency, not only of the president, but his hand-selected team. Apparently, it doesn't matter how much money or power they have, they're going to always come off as idiots, as idiots. Now, We'll get back to the president soon enough, but we've got so much to cover. It's going to seem like a comedy show. Now, of course, I love satire, folks. I do. I really do. Love satire. Um, I love comedy. I love using 
it to illustrate the points that we need to talk about, the points that we want to talk about. And uh, it can happen, right? Let's do this. Let's get into it, folks. Taiwan has warned that the Chinese uh, Navy and Air Force blockade that's happening, right? They say, hey, we see it. We know what's going on, right? You've got to surround it, all this. And Pelosi, instead of addressing that, has an issue. She has an issue, folks. You know what her issue is? She wants everyone to know that she is a woman. She says, I am woman. I'm a woman. Really? Right? This is it's incredible. China's government issued an alert telling commercial airlines to avoid airspace near Taiwan. Right? Because it was kicking off its military drills. And I'm going to sneeze. <coughs> Woo! Uh, let's hear it for spring fever and allergies, huh? Anyways, <laughs> it's unbelievable. We've got we've got the the potential. And I said, hey, look, next 48 hours, if China is going to invade Taiwan, it's the 48 hours that come after Nancy leaves. They don't want to involve the United States in this, folks. Not directly, right? They don't want that. But really, that's what that's what Nancy needs to worry about. That everyone understands she's a woman. Right. Uh, uh, she said that the, the reason, her explanation for soaring regional tensions uh, <clears throat> with Taiwan finding itself in the direct crosshairs of the massive 1.4 billion person Chinese population, you know, their military. It's because people are angry she went to Taiwan because she's a woman. Really? More of this, I'm a woman, hear me roar. It has nothing to do with anything. It's like, I'm sure China is like, what? what? I'm sure Taiwan's like, really? That's what this is about? <sighs> okay. I told you we'd get back to Biden. Biden has tested positive for Cerveza bug again. And again, and yet again, folks, he's going to continue to isolate. This is the other side of the reason why he appeared in a Zoom meeting rather than in person. You know, because he's infected. He's got Cerveza bug. It doesn't matter, right? Jim Jones me once, Jim Jones me twice. Juice boost me once, juice boost me twice. Doesn't matter. He's still gotten it and then gotten it again, and he continues to test positive. How did that work out for you, clown man? Right? How how did the Paxlovid work out for you, clown man? And it was incredible, right? He came out of out of his first isolation, quick, early, fast. Said, "I'm gonna not gonna do this quarantine stuff. I'm so powerful." And he and he chided President Trump over it. These people are comical, absolutely comical. Now. This is going to be a little bit tricky because it's a very uh, powerful message. And uh, the media, folks, the media has joined the Democrats in their stupidity. Right. And I'm going to go back to some domestic stuff, right? China, World War III or clown world. What I mean, what? Anyways, the view. 
right? You know, that show with those ugly skags. I mean, they've got the most ugly personalities like Joy Behar and uh, Whoopi Goldberg. Anyways, <clears throat> they invited Governor DeSantis to join them on The View. And now uh, Brian Griffin, Deputy Press Secretary uh, from the Executive Office of the Governor, and that would be Governor DeSantis, sent a response to them. And he throws it in their face. It's important to know, folks, that free speech is critical. Whether it's public or private, we need to speak. We need to speak loudly. We need to speak the truth. Now, <clears throat> I want to give you his response so you can have a laugh at them and understand we need people. If we're going to elect people, and folks, despite the most comprehensive and powerful and thorough, uh, you know, election fraud team ever put together, they lost, right? They lost a lot. They did not defeat Trump in the primaries, right? Trump supported uh, candidates last night, apparently 100%. Now, right, we need to fight back. Our voices matter. Our voting matters. But let's get back to DeSantis and The View. This is what was sent to them. Thanks for the invite. I understand that you are sending this request on behalf of your team. But are the hosts of The View really interested in hearing from Governor DeSantis about all of the important work he is doing on behalf of Floridians to protect their health and livelihoods, to stand up for parents and children, and to defend freedom? I'm going to stop right here and say the word freedom is so critical. In the 2016 election, I was like, why isn't anyone talking about freedom, liberties, our rights? It was all about entitlements. President Trump learned, right, over his four years how important those rights are. Anyways, let me continue. He says, which of the below statements from the hosts of The View do you recommend our team consider uh, when deciding if the interview will be a genuine pursuit of the truth or worth the time? And he says, this is Joy Behar from August 21st. You're just short of calling Governor DeSantis a negligent, homicidal sociopath because that's what he is, she added. What is he doing? He's risking the lives of children, children's parents, their grandparents, anyone that may, contact, may come in contact with, so he can appeal to his white supremacist base, so he can continue his career and get reelected. That was Joy Behar talking about Governor DeSantis. Sonny Hostin says, death DeSantis, I think he's a fascist and a bigot. Anna Navarro from April of 2022 on Governor DeSantis's policies. It's anti-black, it's anti-gay, it's anti-LGBTQ plus community. And for some reason, the Republican base responds to it. And it's anti-American. It's what happened in Venezuela. It's what happens in Nicaragua. Again, back to Sonny Houston in February of 2022, talking about Governor DeSantis's policies. It started with critical race theory. Let's remember that. And those are anti-history laws, anti-Black history laws, really. If you start coming after Black people, what comes next, right? Of course, the LGBTQ plus community and then women and then other marginalized groups. Brian Griffin left it at that. He says, we will pass on this offer. And please note, 
We don't coordinate appearances or events on a political nature from the official office. Our role is to serve the people of America. I think that was a great way to address the clowns, the morons at The View, the mainstream media, right? They don't deserve our time, folks. We need to fix the problems in this country. Governor DeSantis is one of the, the best governors, if not the very best out there, because he goes after these people and he tells them what he really thinks and he uses free speech and he's not afraid. I mean, I'm just this little guy on this channel with you, a bunch of other regular normal people, right? From poor working class to middle class to wealthy, it doesn't matter, right? We're nobodies in the big scheme of things, but Governor DeSantis is somebody and he's got a lot on the line, but, but his personal, uh, shall we say, his personal life, he doesn't care about. He's there serving as the governor with some integrity, I would say. Nobody's perfect, but he's damn close to it as far as human beings go. Anyway, see, let me give you some more. This is Governor DeSantis. And he's calling for doctors who perform gender-affirming surgeries on children to be sued. That's right. He said, quote, these doctors need to be sued. He's tired of hearing that in his state, doctors are performing gender surgeries. That is transforming, right? Doing mastectomies on girls, cutting the weenies off boys. He's not afraid to step out and talk about what's really important, right? It doesn't. We've we've got a clown show in the White House, whether it's Biden or Kamala. We've got SHTF out in the world. We've got Nancy Pelosi over there taunting China and then playing identity politics, claiming that, well, they're a bunch of misogynists, right? Because she's a woman. Let's just turn it from an, uh, a discussion about, well, the fight over national sovereignty, territory, right? independence and freedom. Let's turn it from that discussion into, well, I'm a woman, right? Unbelievable. <clears throat> so Jim Jordan, uh, representative Ohio Republican, he had something to say about what is going on, right? He, he's talking about the Democrats and he's pointing out how asinine they are, how ridiculous they are. And Again, by using humor, you can really cut through all the bullshit and point out what's going on. And folks, if these people are this stupid, this brazenly stupid, why should we be afraid to confront them, point that out, tell them to shut up, right, and be free? So Jim Jordan says, first they say they won't take your guns. Then they pass a bill to take your guns. Next, they say they'll reduce inflation. Then they introduce a bill that will raise inflation. Finally, they promise they won't raise taxes. And what are they doing? Raising taxes. But they'll lie about it. Folks, the mainstream media will carry that lie for them. The people are going to feel that. The tax increases, I'm sure, won't go into effect until after the election coming up in November. But I'll tell you what, right? It may, the, the, the tax you pay in 2023 is being levied right now in 2021. 
I'm sorry, 2022. It's coming. It really is. <clears throat> it's coming. We're going to feel it. Okay, let's try this here. Uh, now, Pelosi left Taiwan, and she flew all the way back up to Seoul, South Korea. She arrived in Seoul. And you would think that her whirlwind tour, everyone would be waiting for. You know, they put on that big ticker tape bull crap in Taiwan. The mainstream media did not cover those who were not pleased with her. Anyways, guess what? She gets to Seoul, South Korea, and the president of South Korea would not meet with her. Why should he? Why would he? So what? So she could insult him? So she could make some sort of uh, a racial or, or gender, you know, quote, put him down? You know, is she there for herself or is she there for America representing us? I have a pretty good idea what she was doing there, right? So that was, folks, a mega, even an ultra mega insult on Pelosi, right? You know you're not that important. The, the president of South Korea doesn't give a shit, right? Why should he? Uh, it's, it's incredible, folks. It's incredible. And while we're on Pelosi, over there, in Taiwan and in Seoul, she's she was she is having more Joe Biden moments. Just the other day, she tried giving a, a briefing in Washington D.C., and it sounded like she was three sheets to the wind, slurring her words, not making a lick of sense, not staying on topic, just babbling like a drooling drunk idiot. Well, guess what, folks? She started babbling nonsense in Taiwan, right about. President Benjamin Franklin? <laughs> Unbelievable, folks. We've got China, tensions, World War III. We've got, we've got war in Ukraine. And by the way, Zelensky admitted that they're getting their ass kicked. And we've got potential war between Israel and everyone else on the planet. Unbelievable, right? And Nancy's going to just start babbling. And she doesn't even know that Benjamin Franklin, yeah, he's on the $100 bill there. A sweetheart, but uh, he was never a president. Never a president. He was a diplomat. He was an envoy. He was a, a thinker and a philosopher, but he was not a president. Uh, I mean, incredible. Now, <clears throat> just north of South Korea is North Korea. Right? I needed to make that clear for people like Kamala Harris who loves vomiting word salad all over people. And so they go, what is she talking about? <sighs> North Korea, folks, is ready to send up to 100,000 people, army soldiers, to Donbass. Did you know that? Why would they want to do that? Why would they need to do that? Uh, basically, what they're saying is they would love to get into the fight. North Korea is, is recommenced their nuclear weapons program. They've been uh, recommencing launching missiles. And now they're saying, hey, we'll send, uh, we'll send our army over there to Ukraine. Well, I'm sure North Korea wouldn't mind getting rid of some of their population. They have kind of a little bit of trouble feeding everyone up there. <clears throat> At the same time, 
They're letting us know they want war, folks. They want war. You know, they need it. It's funny, whenever things go bad, countries look to starting wars to fix their problems. Unbelievable. It's unbelievable. That's exactly where they're at. <clears throat> now, I, I know there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, <clears throat> clowns out there. And what's tragic is these politicians are asked about important topics. And the, the, the answers we get are, if they weren't so insulting, they might be really, really, really funny. Right? Kamala Harris says that recent deaths from flooding in Missouri and Kentucky could have been prevented. And you're like, well, that, that's great. Tell us how, Kamala. She says, well, if Congress spent more money to fight climate change, it's like, really? If they had spent more money on climate change, how many years ago, Kamala? Two years ago? How about, how about six years ago before Trump became president? How about all the way back at 2008 when you had Obama? And a Republican, I'm sorry, a Democrat Congress, the House and the Senate. He had the White House, the House and the Senate, just like Joe Biden. And they couldn't get climate change passed then, which could have saved all these lives. That, that is baloney to, to say that 20, sorry, 18 years, 2008, it's 12, 13, 14 years. Let me get my math right. 14 years ago, they had a chance to fix things. Are you saying that if you'd done something 14 years ago, that the storm would not have hit Missouri and Kentucky as hard? Is that what you're saying? I mean, uh, give us some butterfly effect science, Kamala. She's an imbecile, folks, an absolute imbecile and an insult to intellectual thought, right? It's, that's just it's where we're at, right? I mean, these, these, but they're, they're sycophant followers, do everything they're said. People take the Jim Jones juice. They take it twice. They get boosters and they end up dying anyway. Well, oh, by the way, uh, Doug McKean, Grammy-winning engineer and My Chemical Romance producer, right? Pretty famous. He died at age 54. And he died at age 54, folks, unexpectedly. Unexpectedly, my anus. My chemical anus, unexpectedly. Wow. Guess why? Guess what he did, right? Guess guess how he died unexpectedly. Guess what was the, the major cause? You probably don't have to guess, right? The sickness, the stupidity, the clown world idiocy, folks. Now, back in 2018... I took a trip down to San Francisco to spend some time there with my son. <clears throat> he, uh, we decided to go over there and, and see what a big city was all about. And I was down at Pier 39, and there were two colleges uh, there. They had their cheerleading squads representing them. You had uh, <clears throat> the Cal State Bears, their cheerleaders, and the Stanford cheerleaders. And they were having a cheer-off right there in front of the world. And I noticed one of the cheerleaders, folks, one of the cheerleaders was 
rather large, rather muscular, rather masculine, rather Adam's apple-y. And I started laughing. I was like, that's a dude. <laughs> and folks, it seems like, well, that's just a couple years ago. Well, none of this was heard of back then. That's right, folks. Literally four years ago, this was not an issue. What's happening today? Four years ago, right? So today, or rather just, just in the last few days, very recently, a cheerleader, age 25, has been given uh, a citation charging assault because a teammate denied their gender identity. That's right, folks. I actually saw one myself. And there's no way you couldn't notice. A trans cheerleader, I believe in Texas, too. Uh, let me let me double check on that. A trans cheerleader didn't like that someone denied their gender identity. 25 years old, by the way. 25 year old, a bi biologically male, but trans, right? Assaulted another cheerleader. Isn't that masculine? Isn't that toxic behavior? When you don't get your way, when someone doesn't agree with you and you're upset that you, you use physical violence? I guess that was a, uh, what do you call that? I think they call that a microaggression. <laughs> right? I felt insulted because someone didn't believe me and accept me. and So you can act out aggressively against them. They're showing us, folks. They're showing us who they are. Whether you're talking about cheerleaders in college or cheerleaders in the media. Whether you're talking about sycophant politicians or their staff. They're obedient knuckleheads on the street. They're not going to quit. They're not going to go away. They have to be defeated. We have to be strong. We have to be smart. We have to be everything that's needed. You have to be American. Right? You have to have your freedoms, your liberties, and be ready to use them. Right, A liberty or a right not used is one that is abandoned. It's incredible, folks. By the way, this is hot news right off the presses. Uh, Republican Congresswoman Jackie Walorski uh, was killed in a car crash in Indiana. Two aides were also killed. I guess we're going to have to have a special election there or something. Right, head-on collision, car crossed the center lane and hit her. Un, uh, well, very believable, but uh, how do we say, very tragic, very tragic. And uh, folks, again, let me get back to our world, where in China we're facing war. Right, other nations are very hostile, and they're saying we'll help fight. Right, in uh, Kosovo. Serbia there in Southeast Europe, right? We have one side starting to get aggressive. And NATO says, we'll get in there and fix these things, right? People are just itching for a fight. They need to blame the other people, those bad Chinese people, those bad Russian people, those bad Serbians, those bad, name them, 
so they can blame someone else for what's coming. We needed to make Russia the bad guy. Russia, you're the bad guy. We need to make China the bad guy. Okay, China, you're the bad guy. We don't want to make China too bad, though, because, you know, they have all of our stuff. We need to make the Republicans the bad guy. They went after Rudy Giuliani. And they really, really have gone after him. Right? They have smeared him in the media. They have distorted the truth. They raided his apartment. They've harassed him continuously. And now, guess what? He's not, that's right, he's not expected to face charges in the investigation by New York prosecutors, right? What did, uh, what did Rudy Giuliani do, folks? He had the Hunter Biden laptop. He had a copy of it. And he was trying to get it in front of the American people. He used his authority, his power, right? His contacts, his media sources, right? That's what any of us should do. I mean, if you're given something like that, evidence of crime, shouldn't you like give it to law enforcement? Well, law enforcement had a copy of it. And we were, how do we say this? We were convinced by the FBI that there was nothing there, that it was fake we were told it wasn't genuine, it's not authentic, it was a Russian lie, all of this stuff. Turns out they were lying, they know it. And now they have persecuted Rudy Giuliani, right? And now they, they've actually got nothing. Just like with President Trump, they've got nothing. Zip, zilch, nada, niente, nothing. So they can't charge him with anything because they got nothing, kind of like with Trump. But the, the smear campaigns, why is anyone believing them anymore? I don't think they are. No one really watches CNN. I mean, why would you? Unless you've got nothing better to do and you want to have a lower IQ by the time you're done watching their programming. Unbelievable, folks. It truly is an unbelievable mess that is going on. But let's do this. <clears throat> it is right? It's hump day, it's Wednesday, and it's time for the Q&A session here live on the Prepared Mind channel. Are you ready? And we're back. <laughs> Unbelievable. <clears throat> Let's do this. Let's take a look at what you guys really want to talk about. I mean, it's, we got Gary D. We've got Gary D. His question, and it's a great one. It's valid. Is China all bark and no bite? Well, uh, is it a paper tiger? Uh, thoughts? Well, <sighs> China has the best military equipment that espionage can provide. <laughs> look at their look at their stealth fighters, their fighter jets. You might see a stark resemblance to American models. I wonder how they got those. I wonder how they got those. I mean, if you look at Russian jets, they don't look like American jets. Right, they're they're very much Russian design, Russian aeronautics, Russian aerodynamics. 
right? The, the MiG fighters are completely different, but China's look quite a bit like ours. Is, is China all bark and no bite? Um, we haven't seen China bite yet. We have got a lot of bark out of them, and we'll continue to get a lot of bark out of them. Now, here's the deal with China. China actually does need the United States as much as the United States needs China. Maybe they need us less, but they still need us. They need us to buy their junk, the shit they manufacture. Mm -hmm. They need us to buy that. They need Europe to buy it as well. So if China is aggressive and were to do something like blow Nancy out of the sky, you can pretty much count on the United States probably going to war with them uh, on some level or at every level. Uh, <clears throat> and they would probably lose our business. As it is, China, you know, uh, it plays perilously close to getting exposed, except our mainstream media does a great job of hiding and not talking about the fact that they have slave labor, prison camp labor that works the Ugyars, right? Their own people that have been enslaved because, well, they just don't seem to fit with the rest of the Chinese model. They are incredible polluters. Their skies over their major cities, their industrial areas, even Beijing itself, look like someone belched a huge carbon black cloud all over the place. That's how dirty these cities are. Yet we in America, we're told we need to cut our carbon. Our cities don't look like that. We need to cut our carbon. We need to suffer economic woe and depression in order to have climate change. So yeah, China needs us to buy their shit. China needs to have their, their sins, their climate sins, right, cleansed. It is quite uh, quite a dramatic show we've got going over there. Is China all bark or does it have any bite? I really think that China would love to go after Taiwan. And I really think that that's how they would express their military uh, wishes to show the world how strong and powerful they are. After all, since the first Gulf War, we were shown smart missiles how we didn't need to roll into Baghdad and, and blow every building up and mow every house down and destroy everybody and just barrage the town. We were shown strategic hits on government buildings and media buildings to silence Baghdad Bob and to take out Saddam Hussein's control and power, right? Well, so we saw big explosions and flashes, but we were told, you know, it's a different kind of warfare. And everyone was scared, right? Remember shock and awe? That's right. We had the shock and awe campaign of our new smart technology deployment. China, I think, could probably do something the same or very similar and convince the world that they, too, have uh, superior weapons and smart technology, smart bombs. They also have, of course, uh, not only intercontinental ballistic missiles, thanks to the Clinton administration back in the 90s, but now they have hypersonic missile technology as well. China can bite, and they can bite very hard, and they have a massive military. The People's Liberation Army 
which are a bunch of devout, heavily brainwashed and indoctrinated communists. So understand, yeah, they do have bite. But it's when that bite will be unleashed. China needs us. They don't want to bite us. But they want to show the world that they are coming. China plans for the future, folks. Their leadership isn't like United States of America leadership in D.C. They're concerned about this month and show me the money now. I want to be rich this year before my congressional campaign has to run for office again. Because if I lose, um, thank you, Jolene. If I lose, then guess what? If I lose, then I won't get any more money. So our Congress is very short-sighted. The Senate is in there for six years at a time. So they're a little more, you know, they can look a little further in the future, but still, the presidency is every four years. So while these things are great at preserving, should we say, our, our republic, it doesn't give incentive for our elected officials to look far into the future and create long-term policies that would make America great again. Instead, they have very short-sightedness and they want to get rich now. Okay. China looks further ahead and says, well, we, we could fight a war. We could, we could go after people, but how does that help us long-term? Is it better to destroy America economically to convince them to destroy themselves socially, to infiltrate them with communist insiders, you know, like the spy, her name was Fang Fang, who was uh, enjoying a very special relationship with Congressman Democrat Eric Swallowswell, right? Highly speculated that she was doing the bump and uglies with him. And yeah, he's on a, I believe the Congressional Intelligence Committee still, after knowing that he slept with, you got it a spy, a Chinese spy, infiltrated by Chinese spies. I think that many states have thrown the Confucius Institute, which are Chinese communist-backed um, academic institutions, throwing them out. In fact, I think just the other day, Governor DeSantis tossed them and said they need to be thrown out of Florida. All right? There's a war going on. We need to be a little bit more long-sighted, far-sighted to see what's out there. But you got people like Pelosi who are in a big hurry to get all the money she can right now. She's been there in Congress forever, but she certainly doesn't have vision for the future. All right, let's do this. Let's move on. If you got questions, get them into Jolene. We got Yankee Watchdog here. He says, question for John. Do uh, you think China uses the same crap they sell to us or do they make better stuff for themselves? Hmm. <laughs> how to answer this China is trying to develop themselves as a uh, domestic customer okay so they have 1.4 billion people they want to sell their products to as well as selling their products in Europe and the United States of America so they need to make a product good enough to convince people it's worth buying the value for the yuan, right? Because they spend the yuan in China. But you also have to remember Harley Earl's uh, program that was developed for General Motors 
over 50 years ago. I think it was over 60 years ago now. And this was planned obsolescence. The concept of planned obsolescence. Uh, a company like um, Apple and their iPhones is a, a beautiful example of planned obsolescence. iPhones and basically all smartphones have a, a shelf life of two to three years. Either the technology is outdated and you need to upgrade it, right? Or it just breaks and falls apart. Then look what we as consumers are willing to do. We'll go out and we'll spend another thousand dollars for another one of these great smartphones, right? Because we have been told we need them and they're just good enough to make them worth it. And all the companies perform about the same. So I think that in China, yeah, they make the same stuff for them, but they have to have a price point that makes it valuable to the Chinese people. They want to give them the same products or better that we get, I'm sure, but they also have to use the same techniques to ensure consumer um, uh, demand. Shit, it's going to break. So it's my guess that it's either the same, maybe a little better, or maybe a better value for them. But I guarantee that their shit breaks over there all the time. That's the best way I could answer that question. I've spent some time thinking about it, and I'm glad you touched on that topic. And who do we have up next, Jolene? We've got Heidi. Heidi, 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 Heidi. And she says, I heard there has been a death of a second European oligarch. Do you know anything about that? Hmm. You know... We've had a lot of oligarchs, and for those who just really aren't familiar with the term, an oligarch is just a very wealthy person. They may or may not be part of the aristocracy or super powerful families that we're aware of. There's a lot of very, very rich people out there. I'm not, I'm not talking about millionaires, folks. I'm talking about billionaires, right? people who own massive amounts of wealth. They control massive corporations, and you've never heard of them in your life. Mm -mm. Right. We hear of a lot. You know, you've got George Soros. You've got Jeff Bezos of Amazon. You've got uh, Warren Buffett of uh, Berkshire Hathaway. Right. You got Elon Musk of Tesla. We, we hear these guys, but not every one of these super, super, super rich people wants to be known. Um, and very much like politicians. They want their name and their families protected. So, yeah, we're having oligarchs, Russians, Europeans. We're having rich people just disappear, right? Or we're having them show up. And there's been a lot of very odd murders. That means to me, it means there's a war going on. Because these people control the World Economic Forum. Believe it or not, folks, Klaus Schwab is not the richest man in the world. He is just the face of an organization that wants to tell us how we need to live. He's a, he, he himself, even Klaus Schwab, is a mouthpiece for people who are far, far, far more powerful than he is. People who do not want their faces to be known or their names. And so that's what we've got going on. People are getting killed at these upper levels. 
I think it's it's so far, is it four, five, or six Russian mega wealthy dudes have been killed? In a couple of cases, the entire family's murdered. Americans, Canadians, Europeans, there's a lot of billionaires out there, folks. And I'm even willing to bet, even though the media won't admit it, that many of these families are trillionaires. As hard as that is to believe, folks, if a company like BlackRock in the United States of America controls trillions of dollars in investment capital and in a single day can lose over a trillion dollars or in a single trading loss, you know, like a slide, if they can have one of those days, you know, where the, the market's up here and by the end of the day, it's way down here. If they can have those days and lose trillions and they're still in business, I mean, who the hell can lose trillions of dollars and still be in business and still be the biggest? There's a lot of money out there. Once again, just as a, a, a mental reminder, starting 500 years ago, uh, when Christopher Columbus... He didn't bring Western culture to the Americas. What he brought over was the business interests of kings and queens and aristocracy from Europe. When he started with the king and queen of Spain, and then everyone came over, if they had enough money to pay for the soldiers, and send ships over, and they were the conquistadors, the conquerors. And what did they do? They came over here, and they slaughtered and murdered the savages. Maybe we could use a, a more modern vernacular, modern term. How about the deplorable Native Americans in Northern, Central, and South America? Maybe they were deplorables. They certainly sent their priests over to re-educate the deplorable, low-life people who were having a hard time struggling with life as it was. The conquistadors show up. And then what did these warriors, conquistadors, what did they do on behalf of their masters way back in Europe? It was a wealth transfer. <laughs> you bet. They had gold and silver that these, that these native deplorables had been gathering for hundreds, if not maybe 1,000, 2,000 years, however long they'd been in the, the Americas. They'd been gathering it, you know, melting it, hammering it into uh, artifacts. Well, the conquistadors showed up and they conducted taxation. You want to call it taxation? You bet. Give us your stuff or we'll kill you. We're here and it was a wealth transfer from the poorest people on the planet, these silly, deplorable natives, up to the wealthiest people in Europe. Sound familiar? Ship loads. Now, we're not talking like a carnival cruise line ship. We're not talking about uh, a modern aircraft carrier size ship. But... Think of a, a 40, 50, 60, 70 foot wooden vessel 
is capable of carrying tons and tons and tons. Now, uh, for example, uh, the obelisk, the, the tall pointy thing that's in Rome stood up there in, I think, St. Peter's Square. It was transported uh, via wooden ship from Egypt to Rome to the Vatican so they could display this phallic-shaped uh, Egyptian rock. That giant rock, folks, weighed tons and tons and tons and tons and tons, right? It's solid stone. Ships can carry an awful lot of weight. Ships totally laden, fully laden so that they, they could make it back to Europe, but carry as many tons of gold and tons of silver. Hundreds, if not thousands of these ships sent over, sailed back, loaded to the gills with gold. That gold has value, folks. Whether they got that gold in the uh, 1400s, 1500s, 1600s, 1700s, 1800s, 1900s. <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> Do not inhale liquid. <clears throat> that gold is immensely valuable. Whether it was mined 500 years ago or just yesterday. The people that got these boatloads of gold, literal boatloads, shiploads of gold, they still have it. They keep it in giant vaults, right? <clears throat> Nations have thousands of tons. Like the United States is supposed to have 8,000 tons. Soviet Union or Russia, China, they all have thousands of tons. Well, how many... <clears throat> How many hundreds of tons do these rich families have? It's sitting in a vault. It's all registered. All they have to do is say, we have an interest in doing this. They go to the bank and they say, we've got the gold. Here's the gold. Give us a note so we can do business. They're immensely powerful, folks. These oligarchs today. And we have the same thing going on. We have armies being sent around the world. We have missionaries re-educating people, and they want a huge wealth transfer from us, the little people, to them. This is really what it's all about, folks. SHTF is about power and control, wealth transfer, and punishing the little people who have become a threat. All right, let's do this. Uh, let's move on to the next topic. I get a little bit, uh, uh, a little bit, uh, shall we say, perturbed when I talk about some of these history things because there's different ways to look at them. All right, we've got Uman, and he says lots of folks talking about the FBI most violent extremist lists that was leaked. Oh, it was leaked. Funny how they can release that, says Uman, but the actual most violent extremists are conspicuously missing. Hmm. Right? Who, who do they want us to believe are the most violent extremists? The domestic terrorists. That's right. You, parents, parents, folks, are domestic violent extremists because you go to a school board meeting and demand that you quit having your children treated like sex objects. I mean, it, I guess that's a domestic violent extremist uh, demand. How about do you remember this thing called the Tea Party, where is a bunch of boomer and. <laughs> Gen X patriots 
who wanted uh, the Constitution adhered to? Uh, yeah, you bet. How about Patriots? That's right, folks, the Patriot Act and the NDAA, which, by the way, folks, General Flynn is saying we need to either remove that or review it on a regular basis and make sure it's not being abused. Well, I would just like to see the Patriot Act expatriated. Done. Folks, the country existed long before the Patriot Act, and we did just fine without it. What did the Patriot Act do? It gave the government special authority to lie, cheat, and steal from all of us in a variety of ways. The government, after the Patriot Act and the National Defense Authorization Act, they uh, started looking at you and me a little differently, especially veterans. People who have served in the armed forces, have worn the uniform, were now considered to uh, potential right, domestic enemies. Right? Missing folks from the FBI's most violent extremist list is Antifa and BLM right? and left-wing groups. Like what, the, the uh, militant Black Panthers? They've left out a lot of these very, very uh, violent groups. They want to say that the, uh, what, the uh, neo-Nazis and the Ku Klux Klan, that they're out there. By the way, folks, the Democrats, literal Democrats, were the Ku Klux Klan. Literally, folks. Uh, we even, up until a few years ago, had high-ranking members of the Ku Klux Klan in office in Washington, D.C., receiving praise. For example, Senator Byrd, Senator Byrd, Democrat, lifelong politician, he's since passed, was praised by Hillary Clinton knowing that he was a Klansman. And not just any Klansman, folks. The Grand High Dragon, right? The big guy. We got another big guy here. Speaking of the big guy, right? Who are the real racists? But they want to say that it's right-wing racism. This is not just an error on the part of the FBI. The FBI has been politicized politicized. Last chance to get your questions in, folks. Last chance. If you have one more topic you want to hit, an idea, a thought, etc., etc., get it in. Now, let me continue here with violent extremists. Right? We were told that the Branch Davidians were violent extremists. Now, I'm not here to defend their ridiculous, wacko belief systems. We were told they're violent extremists, but what happened? The ATF shows up with guns and starts lighting their house up, lighting their compound up, shooting, right? And by the time the entire affair is over, many days and weeks later, right, they're running tanks into the buildings. Tanks, folks, to take on men, women, and to save the children who all ended up all dying because of this. Who were the violent extremists at Waco? Right? The Branch Davidians were not robbing banks. They weren't 
selling tons, literally folks, tons of fentanyl. They weren't selling tons of fentanyl. They weren't MS-13, right? They, they weren't the Taliban. Who are the violent extremists, right? It's the left folks and it's the government, right? Uh, I don't think that the patriot groups here in the United States of America have declared war on anybody, taken over anything. Now, I do know that they, they were kind of uh, afraid of the Bundy, the Bundy incidents, right? Where the Bundys got involved and believed that their rights were being violated and that they believed that they had to use what? Whatever was necessary and available to them to protect themselves. Folks, we're getting to that point where the government looks at you and says you're a domestic violent extremist. And then they look at groups like BLM and Antifa that are actually committing not thousands of dollars, not even millions of dollars, but billions of dollars in damage. And they allow the media to call them mostly peaceful, right? If, if government truly served us, they would have told the media, they would have held a press conference and said, how dare you call them mostly peaceful after killing federal agents, as well as local police, setting fires to public buildings, private buildings, looting businesses, murdering citizens on the street. There is nothing mostly peaceful about them. Right. Okay. I just wanted to see if I could do that. Yeah, folks, they leak this information, this most violent extremist, because they want it in the public psyche. And then they will program us as to what it means, right? They want to put it in a program. They want to explain it to us. All right, let's do this. We got one more, I think, that we can talk about. And it is <laughs> uh, Heidi, Heidi, Heidi is back and says, uh, what are we supposed to not, what are we supposed to be not looking at while Nancy is in Taiwan? Hmm. See, there's so much going on around the world. We're not supposed to think about Zelensky and Ukraine. We're not supposed to see that they just sent a bunch more money there. Okay? We're not supposed to see that Ukraine is losing. We're not supposed to hear and listen to Zelensky admitting they're getting their ass kicked. Okay, that's a big one. We'll leave it at that. We're not supposed to see all of the other problems around the world. We're supposed to focus on China and how bad they are. And we're supposed to be happy about stuff. Anyways, Jolene says that was a mistake and it was, a, that's all right. We have one more, I think it was Kathy LeMaster popped up and uh, we'll address what she's got there. Or was that the mistake? Now I'm confused. <laughs> we get to the end of the show and now I'm confused. <laughs> oh, that was the mistake. Okay. <laughs> no worries, Jolene. Uh, uh, yeah, back to what we're not supposed to see. We're not supposed to see how bad our economy is. Um, we're supposed to give Joe Biden a pass. We're supposed to accept that the, the price of fuel has come down a little bit, and we're supposed to be happy with that. Well, you and I have talked about that from the very beginning. They're going to raise it way up, and then it'll come back, and we're supposed to be happy. Don't worry. It's going to go up again. And then it'll come down and then it'll go up again. I still think we have $10 a gallon gas in our near future, right? 
What is it going to take to get there? Well, more government incompetency. And other nations are bad, right? The Saudis are bad. Other oil-providing countries are going to do something, may do something, could do something. And it won't be Biden's fault. By golly, no, not at all. Folks, right, as things get worse, war becomes more, shall we say, uh, possible. The potential for it. That's what they're pushing for. They, you know, do they need a war or can they just scare us? Do we need a real pandemic or can they just scare us? Right? Can they convince us that a depression is just a recession and that a recession doesn't exist? <clears throat> I don't think they can get themselves out of the trouble they've gotten themselves into. So I'm expecting a lot more. How do we put this? A lot more SHTF, false flags, lies, and disinformation. Hey, welcome to 2022. George Orwell, author of 1984, the dystopian, uh, shall we say, masterpiece, right? He would be crapping his pants if he saw what was going on because he would recognize it. Anyways, folks, I want to thank you. We'll be back tomorrow with more videos and then another Right, monologue and Q and A. I want to thank you for participating, joining, sharing your thoughts, your questions, etc. And folks, share that internet address. Get it out there so people can learn and wake up. And direct them to go to the preparedmind.club where they've got access to all the videos, where they can sign up for premium content, where they can get the products they need to get prepared: food, water, shelter, clothing, medicine, self-defense, and more. Right, communications equipment solar power, right? And even for their computers, folks, right? Virtual private network, VPN, to help give them anonymity on the internet so they can't be spied on and screwed over. That's the idea behind all that stuff, folks, is to get prepared, right? Because chance favors the prepared mind. Aren't you glad you are a prepper? God bless America. Semper Fi. I'll see you very soon.